Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you doing? Another week down and another week closer to Christmas break. I was looking through all the schedules of, of what's coming up next for some of these teams, and it's not until the new year for in some instances. We'll get to that here in a minute. But first and foremost, let's get to some games, and we'll start off with the Army-Navy game um, taking place in a West Point this year. Uh, and uh, this is probably, and they stated this on the broadcast a lot, that uh, one of the better Army teams, uh, even though they are in Div 2, uh, they and last year they kind of showed that too, how they were developing, and, and they took out Navy on home ice for Navy, and Army is a, uh, is a team that's on the move. So uh, Navy going up there, even as a Division 1 team, they, they, had, uh, they had their work cut out for them, and you know, this one circled, circled uh, on the on the schedule immediately when it was announced. This is a big time game. Obviously, when the service uh, service academies get together, it is always uh, for bragging rights. And uh, yeah, get one up on the other service academy. I will say the broadcast a a number one graphics using the uh, graphics for the NCAA squad always nice. The mixing could have been a little better, as an audio file could have been a little better, but it is what it is. They did a great job in producing it up there, so thanks to the Army Club uh, team that, that is on their YouTube channel, so if you want to check out the game, uh, you can. But it was uh, not a game that uh, Navy is going to want to remember too, too much as they drop this one. First period, and there was a lot. Like Army was on Navy a lot. Uh, in the early going, obviously the energy of the crowd helped that out for Army, um, and uh, they get started about halfway through uh, on the power play. Mark Lehman, his 17th of the year for Army, puts them up one to nothing. The power play uh, was uh, pretty solid for Army late. Uh, they, uh, or at least in the middle parts, they did get a couple power plays, but uh, Navy was able to at least kill one of the two that was off, of course. Lehman getting the other one. And uh, things went that way until the second intermission in the uh, second period. John Sexton, 525 into it, gets his fourth of the year. Uh, and Army up two to nothing. And then Army again, shorthanded late in the period. Uh, it was uh, Caleb Kaiser, his 11th of the year, shorthanded, makes it three to nothing Army. But right after that goal, Jagda Nadial uh, on the same power play. Wires one home, just a nice little one-timer at the top of the circle. Puts it home for his third of the year from Sean Ostrowski, his eighth assist, and uh, Andrew Pensha, his third assist. And uh, Army or Navy getting back into it, at least getting back on the board. But that flurry is a frantic, frantic uh, couple of minutes here because Mark Lehman tallies his second of the game, 18th of the year, with 2.30 left, making it 4-1. to one for Army, but then 40 seconds later, Nadial again getting his fourth of the year, second of the game on just an odd angle shot, just bounced in off the goalie and in the net, almost by the side of the net, his fourth of the year, Patrick Laughlin's fifth assist. It's a 4-2 it's a game going into the third. And then 450 in, uh, Army just kind of took control of it from this point and onward. Mark Lehman gets his 19th of the year and finishes off the hat trick. Army up 5-1. to one. They were holding Navy at bay, would not let them get into the offensive zone. Not getting a rhythm at all offensively was Navy throughout the game, except for the last, probably maybe the last four minutes of the second period. And then Bobby Starring, his eighth of the year, 
eight minutes into the period, and that's all she wrote. Six to two, the final in this as Navy drops this one. Nathan Schmidt, 30 saves in the defeat. So uh, Army uh, showing a little too much for Navy. Navy doing as they can, but again, uh, just can't find can't find that uh, the the thing that's been getting them over the hump the last two seasons. Can't find that magic just yet, but they will have time to sit and genuflect on this because their next game's not until January 19th. They have started their holiday break, and they will take on Towson up at Towson. We'll talk about Towson a little later because whew, it is this weekend is going to be an interesting look for Towson. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Navy on their holiday break, not back until 119. And then we get a countdown till Crab Pot. This Crab Pot could be a really interesting one. This could be one of the closer Crab Pots we've seen in a while. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. Team Maryland got back into the swing of things this week after a bit of a holiday break, and they're going to have quite the uh, the week ahead of them. But before we get to where we're going, we got to know where we've been. We start off Thursday when they took on the Philadelphia Little Flyers at Piney Orchard. Things didn't go the way Team Maryland wanted it to go to start off with. Brendan Johns of Philadelphia pots his first of the year, just 201 into the frame making it one nothing, and then it was just a penalty fest. Um, well, just a big penalty, to be quite honest with you, as Chase Hannon gets thrown out of the game. He gets uh, interfered with and then gets a, a unsportsmanlike conduct and then get a game misconduct after that. So puts them behind the eight ball with that power play. Jack uh, Costable gets uh, gets a power play goal for the Little Flyers, makes it 2 to nothing for Philadelphia. But Maryland would get a power play of their own just past the halfway point. Makes short work of it as well. Only six seconds needed when Aiden Threloff gets his fourth of the year from Will Moran, his first assist, and Nolan Zotter, his seventh assist. Team Maryland cuts the lead to 2-1, to one, which is where we'll sit in it to the second period. But again, a quick start by Philadelphia. Saber Colbert gets his ninth of the year, 118 in. So another goal very quick into the first period or into the period, rather. This was the second period. And Philadelphia really commanding charge. Not a lot of penalties in this period. There was another game misconduct for Team Maryland. But shots were 21-13 for Philadelphia. Uh, Team Maryland would get back on the board. Ed Edmund O'Connell, his first of the year from Will Moran, second of the game, second of the season, and Reese Mills, third assist of the season. Team Maryland gets to within one, but unfortunately could not find the equalizer. They've turned it on the third period, 17 shots on the Philadelphia net, but could not find one to sneak in and get that equalizer. They dropped this one 3-2. to two. Riley Maskowski with 39 saves in the defeat. They had to have a short memory as that next day they traveled up to, uh, to New Jersey, take on the 87s, always a tough matchup. Uh, first period was all 87s, but luckily the uh, Team Maryland PK was on point as they had to kill off two power plays, and they did so. Shots were 11-5. to five. After one, the second period, though, that's when we got all our scoring. 847 into the frame. Landon Adams for New Jersey gets his 11th of the year to make it 1-0. And then th less than three minutes after that, he gets the second of the game, 12th of the season, to make it 2-1 for New Jersey. But Maryland, again, trying to find some kind of spark. They would get the only power play of the period. They would put it to good use. This one a little bit longer, a minute and one second. But they're off again with the goal, his fifth of the year. Nola Zotter with his eighth assist. Chase Hannon, his 14th assist on the power play, but could not find the equalizer despite having a couple power plays 
in the middle part of the third period. Two to one is the final for Team Maryland. They dropped this one. Jesse Hugginson gets 37 saves in the start for Team Maryland. I believe that's his first start or his first uh, game time of the year. So Team Maryland drops two, and they got a heck of a week ahead of them uh, as we look at the uh, the standings. 19 games, seven, 10, and two is their record. They unfortunately sit at the bottom of the table of the South Division. They do have three games in hand uh, on most of the division, so that's something good for them. They can maybe make some of the, some of those points up. They're only four points behind the Philadelphia Little Flyers uh, in that to get a better seating, but we will see how it all pans out. Like I said, busy week for them this week. They head to uh, Pennsylvania to take on the Huntsman on Wednesday. They're back home at Piney Orchard on Thursday afternoon to take on the Little Flyers, and then they have a showcase up in Massachusetts starting Wednesday through Thursday. We'll only get the uh, Tuesday, or sorry, Tuesday through Thursday, not Wednesday through Thursday. Tuesday through Thursday is the showcase. Three games in three days. We only have that Tuesday result for you, and then we'll move onward and upward from there. The Stevenson University men's squad, they had a, uh, we didn't track them this past weekend, but they had a, a good matchup against the U.S. development team and against Adrian College the week before. Uh, they lost, unfortunately, both of those games, but they uh, showed up and uh, fought well, especially against age. Uh, I mean, the hell, both of the teams, the development program, are all the kids you're going to see in uh, World Juniors. A lot of them have D1 commits already. So, I mean, that's a that's a hell of a thing to go up against, and they held their own against that one. And then Adrian, one of the top-ranked D3 schools uh, in the nation. So, I mean, you gotta you got to respect the, the, the chutzpah they have on that. But they took that. They took that to heart, and they took it to Nazareth with them. And uh, up there in Rochester, New York, and they took on the Golden Flyers, and uh, they did pretty dang good for themselves. Started off with uh, Brendan Rylott on Friday getting the first goal in the first period, 11-17 in with John Musella with the assist. Stevenson up one to nothing in this one. So a uh, back and forth, but a back and forth pretty clean game. Pretty clean game when you think about it. Only two penalties given on each side. Nazareth had theirs in the first. That got killed off. Uh, and then we'll talk about Stevenson's here in a minute. But before that, Cole Ballman. Tied the game up for Nazareth in the third. Uh, no scoring in the second. 8.38 into the third. Uh, Potts at home. Ties it up 1-1. One one. But on said power play for Stevenson, Malcolm Palmer. Potts went home from Kyle Lightfoot. It's 2-1, and that is where we would stand. Stevenson back in the win column as they get the 2-1 victory. Tie out, and again, light out for this guy. 36 saves, only giving up a single goal. Huge, huge game for him. Uh, but again, had to have a short side of things because they took on Nazareth once again. Oh, it's better results. Oh, it's a little bit better results and a little bit of history going on. First period didn't show anything of any sorts on the score sheet, but the second period is when things really start to get going as Liam McCanny, 33 seconds in, pots home uh, a goal that we'll talk about here in a second. Very historical implications on that, assisted by Eric Olson, one to nothing for Stevenson. Then at 6-13, McCanny again, this time set up by Zach Egber. That makes it 2-0. Stevenson then, not long after that, just past the middle point of the frame on the power play. Malcolm Palmer once again on the power play from Aiden Graham. It is 3-0. Stevenson after two. Third period had some banding about back and forth, but John Musella was the only one to pot one home at 439, giving Stevenson a 4-0 lead. And that is where we ended it. 4-0 victory 
for Stevenson as a, a heck of a sweep weekend. Another 39 save output for Ty Alton, who uh, again wins back to back to back UCHC goaltender of the week honors. Um, just a heck of a season for this guy coming back from uh, Canadian Interscholastic. Uh, I think U Sports is what they call it now, but the former Maine Nordique in the NAHL. Uh, really putting it out there. I mean, looking at it so far, uh, his stats this season, 159 goals against a uh, 955 save percentage with a 6-3-1 record. So uh, going pretty dang good for himself on that. But not to be outdone, Liam McCanny, whose two goals this weekend, uh, they were able to uh, boost him into the all-time leader for goals and assists and such. Uh, all-time goals record, uh, set by McCanny, as that is 34, and I'm sure will continue to grow as McCanny still uh, only a junior, still has one more year left after this one, and he's just hitting his stride uh, so far this season. Because when you look at his stats, he's been a little bit on what the kids call a heater, as the kids like to say. Six goals, two assists, uh, and eight points over the games. Kind of a little bit stalled there against Adrian and Nazareth, the first Nazareth game, but this could be a big start for him, uh, especially going into a weekend against Kings. Only a Saturday game, and then they will go to their holiday break, and uh, away we go for Stevenson, uh, for the men's side at least. The women's side, uh, they were at home this weekend. They had a little bit of home cooking after the holidays, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Alvernia has been on a tear in the UCHC and overall, and they kind of put uh, put a little bit uh, uh, put a little bit out there for uh, for Stevenson. Three to nothing was the score. Uh, Alvernia wins that one on Friday. Goals from uh, Kenzie Connick and two from Julia Franklin for Alvernia in this, where Stevenson obviously no goals. They did get shut out. Maggie Sinert with 35 saves. In that effort. Saturday, though, a little bit better outcome. Alvernia does get started. Once again, uh, Kenzie Connick puts uh, Alvernia up early. And then late in the period, Alex Robertson on the power play. Potts one home. Makes it 2-0 Alvernia. Stevenson will claw back in the second period. Get a lot more shots off than Frankie Capello on the power play. Finding the back of the net uh, from Carly Barwick. Making it 2-1. Then early in the third, Caitlin Reed. From Abby Smith makes it 2-2, two to two, but a minute and one seconds later, a power play, uh, again, kind of killer for the Stevenson women. Uh, Riley Hill gets the go-ahead goal, and then uh, Kenzie Connick sandwiches it up to first goals and then last goal. 4-2 to two is the final as Alvernia puts Stevenson down to, uh, to only still only one win on the season uh, this year. Uh, Olivia DeGuire, 30 saves in the defeat. And boy, howdy, not a not, not a fun time in general for uh, Stevenson women as uh, they're kind of in it. They're in deep. Only one win this season so far, but they have a little rest now. They're on their holiday break. They won't be back until uh, the first or the, the fifth of the first month, January 5th. And they will take on King's College up at King's for the weekend. But they will have time off, hopefully regroup, get things going, and then get back on the right track for the second half of the season. Now, let's talk about Towson. Let's talk about Towson as they had a home-and-home against Westchester this weekend. Friday at Ice World, 
Did not get out to this one, unfortunately. Uh, but it was a bit of a barn burner, and by barn burner, I mean West Westchester just kind of. Boy, Westchester has a hell of a team. I will preface it by this: seventy-one shots on goal from Westchester on Friday's game. Friday, Friday's game. Uh, but twenty-three shots in the first, only one went by. As uh, Carter McCormick, four minutes even, gets his fourth of the year, puts Westchester up one to nothing. But Townsend. Digging and clawing back. They were able to get something going in the second. John Gonzalez, his first of the year from Nathan Johnson, his first first assist. And Sam Miner, his first assist. Towson tying the game up. Uh, four minutes later, however, uh, Westchester would get the lead back on the power play. Jake Vitulo, his ninth of the year, makes it 2-1. to one. And then with under three minutes remaining, Michael McAvey, his third of the year for Westchester. It is 3-1 going into the third, and Westchester just kind of kept firing on net. 27 shots alone in the third period. 349 in, Tyler Carter pots one home, his fourth of the year. Then on the power play again, Owen Shepard for Westchester, 940 into the period. That makes it 5-1. to one. And then Ray Cartiano gets his first of the year for Westchester with under five to go, uh, making it 6-1. to one. 355 in regulation left. Caleb Abaddon gets his fifth of the year, but it was too many to not enough. Six to two, the final for Townsend. Daniel Ludwig, 65 saves in the defeat. So quick trip up 95, taking on Westchester at home. And um, shots were lower, 49 to 21 were the shots for Westchester. Goal scoring was up. Goal scoring was up. 14-4 to four was the final score as Westchester downs Townsend. Uh, two goals from uh, Tyler Mercier. Uh, gets one on the even strength, one on the power play. And then two shorthanded goals from Jeremy Wilson, his eighth and ninth of the year. Um, pretty interesting. He also added an assist on that one. Ryan Conaway had an assist, as did Braden Humphrey and Caleb Abaddon. But too many to not enough in this one as Westchester steamrolls. Townsend, James Price, 35 saves in the defeat. Now, like I said, this weekend is going to be an interesting one as uh, Towson's going to take on Maryland, the Terps, the D2 Terps. And we will see, because this is going to be a problem, maybe a preview of what's going to happen to the Crab Pot. At least have um, those two teams will be in it, whether they meet or not. You know, who knows? Who knows what the path will be for either team? But this is going to be an interesting, interesting matchup for both squads to talk about in just terms of for, for Maryland to see where they're at. They had a weekend that we'll talk about here in a second. And Towson to see if they can get their elusive first win out of in their 16th game of the season. So we will have to track that. We will be on that. Also, it's going to be on the Maryland Hockey Network on YouTube, so you can watch that game uh, live or live to tape, depending on what time you're able to watch it. I, like, I, I watch it live to tape mostly um, because then I can kind of – review go back and review and all that fun stuff so uh, tools of the trade but speaking of Maryland let's get to them right now as they took on Penn State uh and a bit of a barn burner uh, on Friday night's matchup as uh five to four Terps come out on top against the ice lines all started early with Tucker Healy his 11th of the year just a centering pass in front for Max Newham uh pots at home does uh Healy boom in the back of the net that's his 11th, Max Newham's 13th assist. Trevor Jake getting a secondary 19th assist of the year. 
and this was a shootout, like all all around. Both teams just firing uh, on net. Both goaltenders had to be very sharp. Uh, it was one nothing after one. Going into the second, though, Alec Riggle gets his second of the year for the Ice Lions, 34 seconds into the second period, uh, tying the game up. But Matthew Kravitsky gets the uh, go-ahead goal for Maryland, his third of the year, just a wraparound pass for Max Newham in front, and Kravinsky is there to tap her in. Third of the year, Newham's second uh, second assist and 14th assist of the year. So second assist of the night, 14th of the year, because I know how to speak for a living. And then we get things started as uh, Alec Connell, 12.04 in. He gets his third of the year, ties the game back up, but then on the power play with only eight seconds left, Max Newham just comes across the blue line on a rush, just lets one fly, knowing that time was dwindling down, beats the goalie, Elabu, and it is to 3-2 Maryland going into the third. Then things got a little wacky in the third period. 3.06 in, a goal was credited to Ethan Samansky. But Max Newton was behind the net trying to make a breakout pass. It went went off the skate of Samansky and behind Henry Peltier. And that makes it 3-3. Three to three. That ties the score up. Kind of a backbreaker on that. And then moments later, Christian Short gives the Ice Lions the go-ahead goal with his first of the year, making it 4-3. to three. But then Max Newton, don't Max Newton, don't rock that boat. He makes a little bit of a mistake. You don't let you don't shake up that cage for that uh, that lion. Or whatever the hell the thing is, the, the turtle. That's what it is, a terrapin. Turtle, they're taking on the ice lines. In any case, Max Newton, 11.03 in. Uh, just a good, solid keep at the line from Sean Amon. Gets it down to uh, Max Newton, who's alone in front. Enough time to make a Subway sandwich. And then pots home his 23rd of the year. Amon gets his third assist of the season. And then moments later, with only 2.25 remaining, Newham his 24th and completes the Natty Boo Hattie Horn as he just cuts across the middle. Slot wrister, boom, in the net. Maryland up 5-4. to four. That would be your final 5-4 to four as Maryland takes it. Henry Peltier, 44 saves in the winning effort. As great as that was, you got to shake that off because you've got to face him again. And uh, nope. That's uh, unfortunately the uh, they were on the good ice, but they they did not have the good ice, if you know what I mean. As Penn State takes this one five to nothing, um, not you know not the best of showings, uh, but Penn State got to give them credit. Locked Maryland down, uh, really just had a whole. It was a whole fracas going on. There was a bunch of roughings, bunch of fighting there in the middle of the second period, a uh, bunch of hoo ha, all kinds of fun stuff going on. But the Ice Lions take this one. Henry Peltier hung with the loss uh, with 27 saves. And in an interesting turn of events, Max Newham played the third period because Henry Peltier was the only goalie listed. He got injured. He got shaken up in the first, injured in the second, um, and has had a history of injuries. But Maryland only has one goalie, I do believe, if, if I heard uh, Matt Facillo on the broadcast correctly. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to see what's happening here because uh, I don't think you want your top goal scorer to be your goalie as well, even though he did make 11 of 12 saves. Uh, shout out to him. But we're, we're going to have to see what happens, and we're going to have to see how this all uh, pans out because, again, this makes for another interesting situation for, uh, for, for Towson and Maryland. <laughs> we'll see how this all goes about this weekend. 
Could be a wild ride, everybody. So strap in, get ready, watch the Maryland Hockey Network. It's going to be a heck of a time. Uh, so that's the next game for Maryland and, and the Terps, and it's going to be a, it's going to be something. Stevenson University, uh, their D2 team, they had a, a heck of a game for themselves against James Madison. Uh, down 5-2 to two in the third. They score three unanswered and then get the shootout win 6-5 to five, uh, with Anthony Breen tying the game with his second goal of the night, 131 left. Uh, he gets uh, he has two goals and an assist in this. Dominic Norris also added a goal, as did Chris Robinson and Nick Hoover with Brendan Jesse, three helpers. Hoover had an, uh, an assist, and Robinson had assist, whereas uh, the game winner, Aiden Hamilton, the defenseman of all people, notching the game winner in the shootout uh, for Stevenson to secure the win. David Shahadi with a 28-save uh, effort in this one, so a big win for Stevenson. They had to not think about that long because they had a quite the test against the University of Delaware uh, on Sunday, and uh, it did not go Stevenson way or the way that they wanted it to. 3.38 in the first period, Saunders Penn, not notches one home for Delaware, makes it one to nothing, and then with under five minutes remaining in the first period, Dimitri Malios gets his seventh of the year, puts the Blue Hens up two to nothing going into the second. In that second, quick succession of goals, starting with Austin Vecchio, his eleventh of the season for Delaware, makes it three to nothing, and then less than a minute later, uh, Hubert Polopek gets his third of the year. For Delaware makes it four to nothing in quick order. Six thirty-nine in. Delaware gets on the board again. Brendan Stam, his seventh of the year, five to nothing for Delaware. Stevenson eventually got on the board late, uh, under five minutes ago. Nick Hoover, his fourth from Tim Finkenzeller, his third assist, and Chris Robinson, his fourth assist, and then Robertson with under a minute remaining gets his third of the year from Sean Blahat, his first assist, and Nick Hoover, his fifth assist of the season. Uh, five to two going into the third, and then Delaware two twelve in Vecchio gets his twelfth of the year, second of the game. That's all she wrote in this one. Six to two, the final. Stevenson, uh, Stevenson's David Shahadi thirty one saves in the defeat, and uh, a pretty rough go about it after the highest of highs on uh, on Friday night for Stevenson. They will have West Virginia coming up this weekend out there. In uh, in the mountains, they'll take on the Mountaineers Friday and Saturday before their break. It was a heck of a matchup this past weekend at McMullen as the Navy uh, women hosted the University of Maryland and a, uh, a a barn burner. This was a really good game to watch um, from afar. Unfortunately, did not get down to Annapolis for this one, but a really good game. Started off no scoring in the first period, but 44 seconds into the second period, Grace Wildberger. Her eighth of the year on a little breakaway puts the backhand home, puts the Terps up one to nothing. Eileen Kilkearney, her fifth assist of the season, makes it one nothing Terps. 4:15 though, Abby Sears for Navy gets on the board. A nice little wrister from the right dot gets her gets her on the board. Gets Navy on the board. Samantha Clark with her sixth assist that makes it one to one. And then a battle back and forth on each side. That bigger ice being a great equalizer. Uh, for both teams uh, in terms of trying to get some offense going. And uh, one-to-one after two periods of play. Shots pretty even, 20-13 to 13 after two periods as well. But then in the third period, Navy kind of got things going. First 524 and Anna Peterson, 
her sixth of the year. Just a one-timer out in front of a Chloe Haynes pass uh, just in front of the crease. Peterson, sixth of the year. Haynes, fifth assist. And Kayla Diletto, her fourth assist of the year. Navy up 2-1. to one. And then two minutes and two seconds later, Sam Clark, sixth goal of the year. Just out of the corner from uh, Kayla Diletto. Pass across to Clark in front of the crease. Clark, sixth of the year. Diletto's fifth assist. Navy up 3-1. to one. They would keep pressuring the Maryland net. They did not. Uh, the Terps did not yield another goal, even though they were outshot 12 to four in the frame. Uh, Victoria Bogger, though, she gets her first of the year for the Terps with only a minute and 25 remaining. It's a point shot and just gets redirected in. I think some friendly fire may have occurred there, but uh, redirected in Bogger for first goal. Wildberger 11th assist, but too little, too late. Unfortunately, Navy wins this one three. To two, Sydney Molnair of Maryland, 29 saves in the win. Uh, Deanna Privaroto for Navy, 15 saves or 15 saves in the win. Molnair with the loss, 29 saves. A big fracas going on there. Navy, they are off until 119 as they'll go to Liberty uh, after the break and take on the Flames. Whereas Maryland has one more game before their break, they will go up to Delaware. Delahue, Delawat, Delaware as uh, they will take on the Blue Hens there. Blue Hens, a big announcement. They will be moving to D1 NCAA in a couple seasons, so that will be cool. But they are keeping their club teams, which is also really good because they have a lot of talent in those club teams from D1 to D2, just a lot of talent going through. So it will be an interesting time up there in the first state. A little D3, M2, whatever you want to call it, matchup going on here. Uh, we'll start off with University of Maryland, who had a game. They took on Catholic and beat, uh, lost to Catholic 6-3. to It says it's taking place in Prince George's County, Maryland, like just as an overall agenda. There's no like set spot where it is, but PG County represent, but Maryland drops this one to Catholic 6-3. to Catholic would beat Stevenson 6-3 to the next night in Owings Mills. Uh, so Catholic, the D.C. school, tearing up the Maryland teams, unfortunately, to that end. UMBC played Montgomery uh, this past weekend, and they uh, dropped that one, unfortunately, 6-4. to four. Montgomery, one of the tougher schools in the M3 side of things, so nothing to be ashamed about as well. They also took on York on Saturday, but no, did not, or on Sunday, they did not get any no scoring off of that one. So uh, we will have to wait and see till then. But uh, that is a little bit of a D3 wrap-up as we go into the players. As we start in alphabetical order, as we always do, Sam Annis uh, having a heck of a time for himself. He's up to 11 goals and 11 assists overall with uh, a goal and assist last Wednesday, or two Wednesdays ago at this point, and then an assist this past Tuesday, which was today. Uh, so there you go. So Annis, uh, 22 points in 37 games for Dynamo Mints. Micah Berger had a uh, pair of assists this weekend as the, the Sioux Falls Stampede uh, defeated the Waterloo Blackhawks and also the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders. Uh, Berger with twenty or seven, uh, three goals, seven assists for 10 points in 22 games. Can't look at that projection line. That projection line is not good. But let's talk about Julia Blitz. Julia Blitz, the Potomac, Maryland native, after four years of RPI, goes over to Sweden and is ripping-ish up. 26 goals and 9 assists for 35 points in only 11 games for Faryastad BK. So Blitz really getting uh, getting her wheels underneath him. Maybe we'll see her in the PWHL 
down the line, but a uh, good start to her pro career over there in Sweden. Mike Shen getting into some uh, assist help, too, as he has three assists in his last four games played, as uh, he notched a pair of assists last week uh, and into this weekend as well. Three assists in 11 games for the defenseman from The Rock. And then Scott Kremen, shout out to him, SUNY Canton, Defenseman, three assists in nine games so far for him. So awesome to see him uh, progressing as well as he has. Matthew Danzinger's got an assist in 11 games for the University of Wisconsin-Superior so far this year. While Anthony Domina has had a heck of a week since we last uh, spoke, a goal and three assists in three games over for the Yorkton Terriers. Five goals, 14 assists for 19 points in 21 games for the Severna Park Native. Lacey Eden had a goal and assist on Saturday, or yeah, Saturday against Minnesota Duluth as uh, she is up to 13 goals and 12 assists for 25 points so far this season. As Wisconsin have a little bit of a downslide overall, but uh, still getting things going right before the Christmas break is Lacey Eden. Jesse Horacek had a goal and two assists this past weekend. Up in Philadelphia, Jason for the Black Bears, as that puts him up to 10 goals and 9 assists on the year for 19 points in 28 games. Sticking in the NHL, as William Lawrence had an assist uh, last uh, two weeks ago uh, against Rochester in a three-game set. That puts him up to 6 goals and 16 assists in 25 games for the Tomahawks. Uh, meanwhile, Will Margell really starting to get a hang of things over at Mercyhurst. Had two goals this weekend against Ganesius in a tie on Friday. And that puts him up to two goals, four assists for six points for the uh, Potomac, Maryland native and the junior now at Mercyhurst Universidad. Evan Orloff lit up the weekend for the main Nordiques with a goal and three assists uh, under his belt, putting him at four goals and six assists on the season. In the, through 20 games with the main Nordiques as they are trying to keep pace with the Maryland Black Bears uh, on the season. And that'll do it. We done done it again, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Hope you had a good time. Uh, it was a great time on this side of things, you know. Having a good time. Uh, I, think we last, we men- I think we mentioned last week beforehand about uh, Andrew Takis' first career win. If we didn't, we're talking about it now. Got a win against Niagara for Colgate, his first collegiate win, 22 saves in the victory. I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but we'll warm it up or from there. But that's it. That's all. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate it more than you know. Hopefully you got something out of this. I know I did. Um, yeah, I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week, uh, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. My brain kind of just went a little jibber-jabber remembering what I need to do. Clutchandcrabhockey.com. There's things there. Not a lot there. Well, maybe once the holiday break comes and I finally am done with my job in North Dakota, then we'll get things rolling there. But um, in any case, um, clutchandcrabhockey.com, Pod on Twitter, all kinds of fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll go onward and upward from there. Until then, you be safe, you be healthy, you keep warm. Play that clutch and crab hockey. We'll talk to you next time through. Peace.